It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of Kennedy Saves the World. Last week I was on vacation. I was poolside in Mexico. I was drinking margaritas. You know what else I was doing? I was watching the cross-examination of Alec Murdoch, not Alex Murdoch, however you say his name. And they tried to change the way his name was pronounced for whatever reason, as though it would just make the association with this horrible person somehow completely different. So I sat poolside and I was transfixed because I was looking at this guy and his dead shark eyes and the snot running out of his nose. And I was like, holy hell, he is so guilty. And I I would love to be one of those objective people who's like, "Mm, yes, let us be rational. Let us weigh all the facts. Let us be uh, completely removed from the situation Uh, So we are not invested in either side and we're very unemotional and listening to facts and information and data and processing all of it, which is fine. I would like to think that I'm that kind of person, but in reality, I am not. Because once I get it in my head that someone is absolutely guilty, that that's all I can see. I just I look at his dead shark eyes and I hear the stories, and now I'm completely invested in the prosecution of this man, and I want him to go to jail for the rest of his life because I really do believe that he killed his wife and son, and that's one of the things that that people are stuck on. It's like how could you do that? How could you possibly do that? But then when you look back at all the horrible things that he did and all the the horrible things that his family did, because there there are no angels among them. And it's very interesting. So Nancy Grace scolded me on my show because I watched the Murdoch murders on Netflix, which I thought was a very helpful limited series. And it was interesting. They they had a lot of primary sources. They talked to people involved in various cases. And it, it just creates this larger picture, a lot of which was not admissible in court, especially from reporters and journalists who had been covering the family for a long, long time and knew who they were. And um, as, as they objectively put the pieces together, you realize that the entire saga is quite damning. And so for me, there, there were two things here. One, it goes back to this guy is a lying, narcissistic sick, sociopathic pill popper who obviously wasn't taking all the pills he was buying, so he was probably selling them to make money. Um, and whatever. he He's a liar. He's a narcissist. He's very powerful. Uh, he grew up pampered and entitled. He grew up pampered and entitled in a family that always had not only access to power, but controlled the levers of power locally and beyond. So he felt untouchable. That's the way he was raised. That's the way he raised his sons. And obviously there is a great imbalance there, but also the lack of appreciation for human life is if you if you watch the Netflix show, you know, it's like, well, how could there be five bodies? And then you hear about this poor kid, Stephen Smith, who went to high school with Buster Murdoch, and um, he was openly gay and supposedly was tutoring Buster. 
And the kid ends up, he runs out of gas, as teenagers do. He's walking down the street in the very, very dark recesses of a winding road in a small town. He's on the phone with his dad. And all of a sudden, he shows up in the middle of the road, and he's dead. And he's not dead because he got hit by a car. He's dead because someone killed him and left him there. And then Buster Murdoch's name, that's the oldest son, the redhead who was in court watching his dad. And his head was in his hands when his dad was talking about certain stuff and admitting that he was at the kennels, like, the minute before his wife and son were gunned down. So Buster's name is all over it, but because of the power this family had throughout the community in South Carolina, in the low country, uh, that that case just went away and there was no closure. There was no accountability. There was no justice for that poor gay kid uh, who was obviously targeted probably by the Murdoch boys. And then there's Gloria Satterfield, who was the housekeeper who raised Paul. And, you know, someone in the Netflix series was like, there was only one picture that Paul had in his wallet. It wasn't his family. It wasn't his girlfriend. It was Gloria. And uh, looks like the family pushed her down the stairs. And so this is where the case gets very damning. And, And this is, I was Interested that they did not bring this up as motive in the case because I really felt like they they should have. I know they brought up her death and the insurance fraud, but the disposability of human life and easy money go hand in hand with this family and with Alec Murdoch because Gloria Satterfield, he takes out this big insurance policy. Uh, She mysteriously dies tripping over the dogs, air quotes, no dogs, no tripping. She'd trip over the dogs and crack her ribs and and bust her skull open. Uh, But, you know, she was mumbling. She was not really conscious when the ambulance got there. So Alex Murdoch, under deposition, tells the investigator uh, who's, you know, investigating the insurance claim, yeah, Gloria told me as they were wheeling her into the ambulance that she tripped over the dogs and she said she was sorry. And it turns out Alex Murdoch wasn't even there when she fell and when she was put into the ambulance. So he doesn't know if she tripped on any dogs. All he knows is he took out a bunch of money and then he went, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sue myself. I'm going to sue my own estate as her attorney and I'm going to get a bunch of money for her family. But the crazy thing is her family didn't get any of the money. Her family's real upset about it. Two boys... They, they did not see a dime of that money, millions of dollars. Alec Murdoch keeps that. And then, so he, he puts that into the, the little cerebral wallet that he's carrying around under his uh, creepy ginger hair. And he's like, maybe at some point when I run out of money, even though I'm being paid millions of dollars and I'm embezzling millions more from my law firm by completely screwing over people who trust me utterly, Uh, Maybe I can use that whole ruse in the future. Stay right there. More from me, Kennedy, coming up. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on Outkick.com forward slash watch. So his son, Paul, who was killed, no angel. All right. Did not deserve to die. Did not deserve to be gunned down. Absolutely not. But he was the one who obviously was a total entitled, privileged booze bag whose parents appeased him and coddled him. And so through the Netflix thing, all you see is Paul just funnels and shots and white claws. And, you know, it's like my typical Friday night. Um, So who the hell am I to judge? But 
He gets behind the wheel of a boat because he knows that there are police checkpoints uh, throughout the county. So he's got to go by boat with his five other friends. They go to an oyster roast, which we didn't really have in Oregon, but I'm very intrigued by the notion of it because I love oysters and I love roasting anything. Uh, The two combined sound delightful. So he and his friends start drinking. He uses his brother Buster's fake ID, buys a bunch of booze, gets on the boat, Uh, They go to the Oyster Roast. They go to a bar. They get super hammered. Everyone's like, no, no, no. Paul, don't drive. He's like, don't touch me. It's my boat. You can't tell me what to do. And so everyone and then he would just like stumble around the boat drunkenly while it's going. The boat's going in circles. The people are wrestling the wheel from him. So finally he gets back in control of the vehicle, uh, guns it. Boat is, is when boats accelerate too quickly. It did this. It went straight up in the air. Kids fell off. Mallory Beach hits her head. She dies. She drowns. It's awful. It takes over a week to find this poor girl's body. Her family is devastated. Her boyfriend, who's one of Paul's best friends, he's devastated. They interview all of these people in the Netflix documentary, and you're like, wow, what a bunch of dirtbags. What a bunch of horrible people who never have any comeuppance. And that's part of this because we see over and over and over again rich, privileged people who have— access to power and means to insulate them from real accountability. So when it finally comes, that's one of the reasons that people are so invested in this case, because we've seen this type of person over and over and over again, who, you know, doesn't really have to work hard by, you know, necessarily existing. They get everything they feel entitled to. They never suffer. They never have to work hard. And then on top of that, you have a horribly deranged person, Alex, who will just take everything on top of what he's been given, on top of what he kind of works for, on top of what his family access has allowed him. He is still taking. He's stealing from people, a quadriplegic, Gloria Satterfield's family. And then he gets the idea. All right. There's going to be a big trial with Mallory Beach's family and this boat accident because my son, Paul, is a booze bag. Uh, he's a worthless POS. He's never going to amount to anything. Buster is much better at, at being a Murdoch. Um, so what does he do? He thinks to himself, look how easily I got all that money from Gloria Satterfield's accidental death. Well, and then that day, law firm calls like, bro, the jig is up. We know exactly what you're doing. You're a horrible person. You've stolen all this money. We can't account for it. We see that it's gone to you. The lies have to stop. We're totally on to you. That was a day his wife and son were murdered. And then he's like, okay, I can make all these problems go away because first of all, they'll feel really bad for me if my wife and son are murdered and then they will go away. Second of all, my son who was the problem will no longer be the problem and he can't be at the center of a trial if he's dead. Uh, So... Maybe they will dismiss that suit entirely if they see I'm in as much pain as Mallory Beach's family. And then you had the evidence that was not admitted into trial that Maggie Murdoch was supposedly having an affair. Not having an affair. Sorry. Alex Murdoch was having an affair. Maggie supposedly had seen divorce attorney. She knew about his pill addiction or his his drug dealing, whatever he was doing with Cousin Eddie. So she knew about that. She probably knew about the affair. And she's like... You are so gross. You've got dead shark eyes. You've got creepy ginger straw hair. Uh, Your hands are disgusting. I don't want them on my body. I would much rather snuggle with Bubba the dog and leave you be. So he's like, okay, I can take care of Maggie. And on top of that, Maggie's family had money. So he knew that if she were deceased, her money 
would go to him and Buster, and they would all die happily ever after. And that is exactly what happened. So that was the motive to get his wife's money, to get her out of the way, to get Paul out of the way, and then pay Mallory Beach and her family and the other the other people who were involved in the murderous boat crash. They have to be paid as well. So guess how they pay that? With the money from Maggie's estate. Dead Maggie provided once again this this Ponzi scheme for this sociopath and that money went to pay off all those people and that in and of itself is the motive for this double homicide um no most normal people like you can't even discuss motive because we cannot conceive of doing something that horrific to people the the two people we are supposed to love most in the world so that's why they say you don't even have to prove motive but he fell apart i felt under cross-examination um i you know it's like i understand there were holes in the case that were brought up the way evidence was gathered and law enforcement and it's a small town and they didn't do it right and there are some parallels to the oj simpson trial so now we will see what happens with this jury by the time you're listening to this there may be a verdict i think it's going to take days and days and days i think there there might be some holdouts and and we will see if the prosecution has provided enough lubrication that we can move this through so that person is convicted and sent away for the rest of his miserable life because at some point in society it shouldn't matter to which family you were born. If you are a bad person and you've done bad things, there there has to be accountability. So maybe we will see that here. And for people who have suffered, for people who feel voiceless, this if, if he is, in fact, uh, found guilty, then that will be a, a hallelujah moment for forgotten men and women who've been left behind by the criminal justice system and those who have been abused by the powerful with no recourse. This has been Kennedy Save the World. I'm Kennedy. For more podcasts from my friends at Fox, you can go to foxnewspodcast.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts.